Ko te kawaora e tū nei, ko te kawaora e takoto nei, ko te kawaora e tau nei ki tātātou hui haumi e, hui e, taiki e. This week on The Hui, an exclusive look at ex-prisoners trying to break free from their criminal past. They would be what I call the forgotten or the unreachable. With the help of the Grace Foundation, the largest bailhouse in Aotearoa. A lot of our guys who were born into the gang life, they had no choice and reconnected to Dao Māori. Everything that has hurt me, everything that is bad that I've done, I brought that to the table and just released it. And welcome back to the Hui. Released prisoners often have few options. Many return to the same people and conditions that fed their offending, creating a path straight back to jail. But the largest bailhouse in Aotearoa, the Grace Foundation, has helped hundreds of former offenders transition away from jail. It has rolled out a new programme focusing on the foundations of Te Ao Māori. It's a chance for some of these career criminals to connect to their Māori tanga. Our reporter D'Angelo Martin and story producer Joanne Mitchell worked closely with the Grace Foundation to deliver this exclusive look at the journey of those trying to break free from their criminal past. We are conscious many of the gang members featured in this story have committed crimes and that there are victims of their offending. However, this story focuses solely on their efforts towards rehabilitation. Gangs of Aotearoa, side by side, bitter rivals. There's gangs like the Mongrel Mob in here, the Black Power, the Killer Bees, the Headhunters, the Bloods, the Crips. Once divided, now doing it together. More than 200 gang members, most just out of jail, healing the body, mind and spirit. We may be the only organisation that has a number of different colours under the one umbrella and there's harmony. Hi, kia ora, I'm Hune, 40 years of age. Ko Hazel Toku Ingoa. What's brought you here today? What a journey it's been. Born and bred in Mangari, those are my roots. And I had only one thought, you know, make it out of the gutter, make it out of the ghetto. Spent the first eight years of my life in Invercargo with my mother. Grew up around drinking, heaps of violence. Yeah, I used to see my mum just get beaten up all the time. My mum left my dad because of domestic violence and, you know, the drug life. She was a sole mum. We were introduced to, like, a poverty mindset. On the benefit, you know, six kids, no man. Got put into some social welfare care quite a lot when I was little. Passed around, um, 
and those places. All I wanted in my life was a home, a home I could belong to. I never had a father. It was one thing I, I always wanted. To this day, I still don't know my father. I truly think it affected me majorly. Not to have someone there to hug me, tell me they love me. I was lacking a dad. Not a father, but a dad, you know? It gives you cuddles and tells you it's going to be all right. I got a um, scholarship to go to Epsom Girls' Grandma. I was like, yeah, get out of the gutter, you know? I felt like I earned that. My own self with my own hands and my own mind, and I deserved it. I had to enroll myself. They said, but you can't come without an adult, and it has to be your parent. And my mum, she said, yeah, I'll pick you up and we'll go. And never did, never did. She didn't come through. She didn't take me to my interview. A really bummed out feeling, actually, being let down by your parents. I come back to Mangere. I got whangai to my auntie and my uncle, who I called my mum and dad. And they were really, really loving towards me. Being with them, it just made me feel whole. But my mum wanted me back. She drove up from Invercargill to Auckland and told my auntie and uncle I want my son back. So I went to go stay with my mother. I never really called my mum mum. My mum was like a mangomo mama. And still is to this day. Like, she's mangy to the bone, and I'm the opposite to that. I can't stand it, but I love my mum. She protected us from my dad's drug dealing. My dad's forte was cooking. I didn't know that till I grew up and saw it on TV. Yeah, that's what we used to have in our lounge, you know? My dad used to come and do that to our home and made it like a um, heroin lab. Seeing different gangs in my house, I was pretty much just a little kid hanging around all the different gangs, you know, Black Power, Mongol Mob. So I went around doing everything I wanted to do, being a draggie, a thug, going around doing bad things. I was 14 years old and I was hanging around with the nomads. Nomad was everything to me then. Nomad was everything. I just wanted to be part of the baddest, most violent gang. Did that eventuate? Well, I'm a nomad. Yeah. A lot of our guys who were born into the gang life, they had no choice because whatever they were born into, that was it. It was normalised. My name's David Letelli, co-founder of Grace Foundation, with my late daughter, Vicky. 18 years now, we've been going. We weren't taken very serious 18 years ago. But now, we've been acknowledged as probably the largest bail house in New Zealand, in Aotearoa. You know, at the beginning, it was about accommodation. Shelter was first and foremost. As time went, it just ventured into an area that uh, I, I was quite familiar with because of my own background. So I'm a former state ward, uh, removed from home at the age of 10. At age 15, I ended up being a patch member for the mob and just, you know, escalated through the, um, the ranks quite quickly. 17 as sergeant of arms and 
president at 19. Short-lived because at the age of 22, got sentenced to a 10-year prison term for armed robbery. It wasn't until the age of 46 that I turned my life around. So it was, I think it was that experience that's led me to what I do today. So what we offer here at Grace is a platform enabling them to consider this idea that there is another pathway that one can take. It's about realigning people's lives or giving them the opportunity. That's what we offer at Grace, this thing called hope. When did you meet Hazel? So Hazel, I met Hazel when I was 18, 19. I don't know, Hazel was like the first person I've ever asked out. And how's the last 20 years been with her? Oh, it's been up and down, quite like a roller coaster. I mean, uh, most of it's because of me. The turning point for us was we had a big wake-up call and we went to jail. We both went to jail. And that was the turning point to where we are now. That's what brought me to Grace. Coming up. Because there's this movement that Grace is doing that they've never seen before. A marae retreat is life-changing for some. But will best laid plans fall apart? Kia ora tato. Another day in the presence of Grace Foundation, so um, we'll start off with our karakia. Grace Foundation houses offenders just out of jail while they're under bail conditions. We have a lot of people here who would never be anywhere else. They would be what I call the forgotten or the unreachable. So all our leaders, we've all come from the jails, we've all come from the gangs but we've turned our lives around. Take the opportunity, go Central to this is a commitment to a program that will equip them for life on the outside. It gives us structure, structure. Yeah, routine yeah. that we never had. Shane and Mel came into Grace, both carrying mamai, both carrying trauma. I came in to Grace Foundation addicted to all substances. I got out of maximum security, so I got the, you know, the opportunity to come to Grace Foundation. So, you know, it's been real eye-opener for me. I had no sense of direction in life. I actually thought I would, um, you know, commit suicide. I grew up around that environment, that gangs was, you know, that was the thing, you know. I went out and committed crime, you know, smoking drugs, burglaries, um, armed robberies. There's some more rako over there by the van, if you want to go grab one of those, and then we'll get into our mahi. The Kopapa Māori program has been underway for just five months. Just looking that way, does anyone know what the English translation is or what it means, Maunga Kia Kia? That's a colonisation corridor that's been embedded in us to know that that's just one tree hill. But in actual fact, that's Maunga Kia Kia, and that name comes from the Kia Kia vines. Kapo, we'll start making our way up, eh? Te Hauiti's aim is to reconnect those in grace with their Māori tanga. We do maunga hikoi's, so I uh, take them up different maunga around Tāmaki to get them out into the whenua. Hone and his wife Hazel are on this journey together. I'm quite fortunate that I've found a lady in my life 
it stuck for me through everything. I really fought for my family because I didn't have one. It's a journey that is going to help heal our past hurts. It's moving together as one for our family. Being a better husband, a better father, you know, a better provider for my family. To give my family what they've been asking for for a long time. It's an intensive all-day, everyday program, and today they're preparing for a weekend hiding la. We're leaving early on Friday morning, yet we still look backwards and forwards with the police. This is a new space. Uh, corrections, police, everyone in their system, they're all shook at the moment because there's this movement that Grace is doing that, that they've never seen before. Heading to the far north, a first-time trip together, busloads of gang members, some would say high risk. This is setting the president. No one's done this before. We're staying at Anati Manawa Marae. It's another opportunity for us to embrace our Tūrā Mawawa and our identity. Grace Foundation is breaking ground and taking Tāne and Wahine out of the rohe on a hiding. And it's a reconnection hiding. It's a connection to Fenua, to Iwi, to Hapu, to Marae, throughout Aotearoa. Find that sense of belonging as part of their healing journey. With the population of less than 100 people, the remote rural hapuri of Panguru have agreed to host the Grace Foundation along with all their whanau. For Hone and Hazel, it's an opportunity to bring 10 of their kids with them. Feels really, really good coming back to Amarai and getting reconnected, getting reconnected with any kind of funeral. That's, yeah, quite humbling. For many, this hiringa is a reintroduction to Te Ao Māori, and for some, will be their first time on Amarai. Despite their backgrounds, they are accepted warmly by the Hokainga. This weekend is all about learning, sharing, and putting their mahi into practice. Police make their presence known. But they leave after a few hours acknowledging the positive kaupapa. It's not about fixing you. It is about being the change, yeah? Kind of just trying to keep them out of the rain. But kids will be kids, they just love it. We're so used to schedule and time and all these things before we came. And now I'm just seeing the layers fall off them and their ahua is, is bright and they just feel happy. And even though it's raining, there's no dim on them at all, so it's beautiful. Oh, pretty right there. <laughs> The worsening weather doesn't deter them from heading out to learn about the rich history of Panguru, including the legacy left by Dame Finakupa. She made everyone angry. 
because she was a leader. She broke the boundary. She spoke on this malign. And then she believed that she had to make the wrong right. Once back at the marae, it's time for Wananga. Appreciate my wife and all, all of our children. But it's hard teaching these kids around up here. You know, but um, you've got to love every bit of it. I mean, everybody that I know here from jail, uh, brothers, you're all doing me. I mean, um, you know, all that stuff that we used to get up to, uh, we're actually thriving here. Eh? So, um, yeah, great for us for that. Thank you. If there's any words of encouragement, I just encourage everybody to learn their pepehaus, learn their whakapapa, because it's just that much better knowing where you come from, me, so you know where you're off to. Gang or not, bro, so I put your family first. Here, they have learnt the foundations of Te Ao Māori, connecting, sharing kai, and picking up a tea towel. Grace has given me that mana, that ihi, to stand up and not be fucking up. For Shane and Mel, this trip is life-changing. I'd like to say, uh, Mel, yeah. my darling, since I first met you, I want to eat you. The best parts of me. She's the one, you know, just, yeah, get it done. Yeah. And she's a beautiful soul, and I know she's the one. Coming up, as one chapter ends, another begins in the journey of reclaiming mana and identity. It's hard to describe the reality of what Hone and Hazel have endured. I've put Hazel through some bad situations, through domestic violence, drugs, surrounding the gang life around her. I think of us was the drug use. P, honestly, like many whanau out there, just um, destroyed, destroyed by P. My values when I was growing up, be the baddest, smoke the baddest, myth till death. Those were some of my values back then. If we didn't have the resilience and the perseverance that we have, we'd still be there, we'd be in jail. Being able to change dysfunction, addiction, whatever it is, that has become my drive in life. 
their life is taking a turn for the better. I'm really proud of you, babe. I'm really proud of you. Us. There was one thing when they suggested me getting my matawara, and then when I heard that you wanted to get yours, it made me feel really good, you know, that we do it together. So I'm really, really blessed that I'm walking this journey with you. Years of mistakes, decades of bad decisions. But now, a first glimpse at who Hone hopes to be. My values now is to live a good and happy life with my family, watch my kids grow up and prosper. I guess us really owning our mistakes and moving forward. The last few days, so much has come over my mind, like forgiving ourselves, forgiving others forgiving situations, you know, actually being free of a lot of things that hurt us from our childhood, you know. Some things we should never have been exposed to. Wanting to be the change for their whanau, Hazel and Hone prepare themselves for the next chapter of their lives. I know who I am. I know where I'm from, and I've overcome everything that has ripped me apart and kept me held down. All those strongholds, I've been able to cut those off. And it makes me really proud and really driven in this kaupapa. A kaupapa that has taken months to plan, the mokopapa wānanga, is now underway. There's no going back, so they've made that commitment to themselves, to their culture, to, to step forward. A lot of them have come from colourful backgrounds, drugs, alcohol, addictions, all of it, and to have now stopped that and walking a better journey for themselves and being honest to themselves. When I get my matauro and my puuro done, to pick up drugs and do drugs again, to me, that's just the wrong thing to do. Part of the reclamation journey of one's identity is through moko. From the gang life and life of crime to moko kowai, mataora and puhoro. I am, I'm still a patch member of the Nomads. But I'm having serious thoughts about throwing my colours in. Why is that? Because I'm getting more out of this life than what I did that life. Everything I did with the gang got me to jail. Don't get me wrong, I love my brothers. I love them heaps. I suppose I'm loving my family a bit more. It makes me feel grateful that I'm able to support these tāne, give them a glimmer of light within their life. Massive change has been made in the individuals. Some may carry on to the community, but some may go back into uh, the jails. What happens when they reoffend? This idea of chances, you know, because people have come, they get released, they get exited, they go around the block again, and they come back to grace. If we hold on to them, they're not learning. So we do have to let go in the hope that down the track that that penny drops. Is that hard for you? It is hard because I see potential. You know, I see potential. 
The issue is, do they see it, you know? Going on the table, I actually brought everything with me. Everything that has hurt me, everything that is bad that I've done, I brought that to the table and just released it. Being strong in their identity is one thing, but wanting to be more present in the lives of their tamariki is another. I've seen a lot of change in my parents. It's something Hone and Hazel's oldest daughter, Fade, yearned for. It's amazing to see them feel confident enough and worthy enough for like Nicole and Matilda. Fade has just graduated with a law degree. Being the oldest, I saw it as like, if my parents weren't going to be the ones to hold my family together, I had to be. Do you have any resentment or regret about your upbringing? Not really. How I see everything is everything happens for a reason, and it's your actions that determine the outcome. I've experienced so much, like growing up, like things that I shouldn't have. Even though my parents gave us a rough upbringing, I wouldn't change it because it made me have the morals that I have today and see the world the way that I do and value the little things in life. This Fano is hoping to break the cycle. I feel like a different person, you know. Getting this done just, just renewed me. It feels like being reborn. Change is possible, you know. It's just how much are you willing to change? It's another step in Mel and Shane's journey too. I was ashamed of who I was. Today, I am who I am and I am proud to be who I am. It's embracing my Te Māori side. It's closing one journey of my life and starting my new journey. I'm a true believer that we have a God that is indeed real. We don't preach that. What we do is we walk it out and live it in the hope that others get curious. Grace Foundation has brought me back to being me. It's, it's a good feeling to be free. Values have changed dramatically from being something bad to something good. When we land here, Grace, look past the colours and identify the man. And you'll realise when you look in your own mirror, he looks just like you. He looks just like you. The work that we do here takes on all aspects of one that's broken. And it's just bringing those pieces back together. But we can make it if we put in the effort. With the markings of their tupuna now etched permanently onto the skin, for these wahine and tāne, their new journey begins.
awesome story and a special mihi to our magnificent editor, Debbie Matthews, for her work on that kaupapa. You'll find links to that story and other stories on Facebook and our Twitter accounts or at newshub.co.nz. Kia mau, ki te tūranga, o taputupuatea haumie, huie, taikie. Nā te puna whakatonga rewa, te hui i tautoko.